This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. Welcome to Random Movie Generator with me, David L. And David... Edwards. Edwards. There we go. Remember your surname. It's vital in life not to forget that. How are you, David? Good. I'm in movie mode. You uh, chew over the latest cinematic marvels that uh, Hollywood and pop culture have delivered us. It's the nectar that keeps us alive, isn't it? Pop culture, it distracts us from a death. Right, right. When it comes to film, no. I, I haven't watched a film for donkeys. Well, not not that long, though, is it? It's probably like um, maybe two months or something. It's not going to be like... What, the last film I watched? Yes. You watched Banshees, didn't yeah. you? Quite. Yeah, it was a year ago. Oh, my gosh. That is quite oh, a while, isn't it? That's the last time I watched Was that really your last movie you watched? Yeah. Goodness me. <laughs> have you got anything have you got anything on the agenda that you might sort of break I'd, lo- I'd love table? to watch The Killer. Oh yes, that looks really good. And I'd love to watch uh, Scorsese's new one. Oh yes, um Killer Moon, definitely. Flower of the Killer Moon. Flower, yeah. Uh, is that the right title it is, isn't it? So you went to uh, watch a movie last night? I did. I watched uh, Dumb Money, which was about... Um, hold that thought, Edwards. Hold that thought. No, no, no. You went to watch Dumb... Same cinema, cinema as normal? Absolutely. It's got to be Cineworld, because that's where my subscription is with my membership card. Which is how much? Uh, it's £15 a month. And if you go most weeks like me, uh, it's certainly worth it. Yeah. Went with Ryan? I certainly did. Kept to the routine. Have you ever been with two people? I'm. Oh, yeah, God. When I go with my niece and nephew and my um, sister and my brother-in-law, yeah. and sometimes my dad but is I mean, loads. like Ryan and Tom or Ryan and Graham? No, no, that's Ryan. never. There's no three musketeers. It's very Danny Glover, Mel Gibson dynamic. Tango Cash. Do you cash. love going with Ryan? Oh, 100%. High five in the air. It must be, because you've been doing it ages now, so you must go, I love Ryan. I love being with him. Totally. I could shout, tell people in the streets of Chichester, that's the case. Were you excited about going last night? Absolutely, yeah. It keeps me going. It keeps the fire in my belly. It does. It's simple as that. I am the donkey, and he is the carrot at the end of the stick, and I'm trying to chase it. I know you've probably done this before, but it makes me feel all cosy for some reason. 
Can you explain what happens when work finishes? You get in your car. Where do you go? Are you th- you're basically cinema mode? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I just drive to um, the cinema. And you go straight to the cinema? Oh, yes, absolutely, because it's on my way home. Yeah, definitely. So it's on God, the it's Friday afternoon. You must be absolutely buzzing. Totally and utterly. Dopamine heaven. Drip, drip in the old brain box. How much of you, when you're driving to the cinema, how much of you think about Ryan? How much of you think about the film? And how much of you think about Sweeties? God, do you know, I think they're all just mixed into a lava lamp of mixture. Uh, but I think next time I need to hit the brakes like a meditator and think, do like a sort of spiritual pie chart in my head and think, gosh, it'd probably be quite a hideous revelation that sweets probably taken over 60, 70%. Let's hope that's not the case. But, um, do you think about sweets on your way there? Do you think... I'm going to have some nuggets, or I'm going to have some... Yeah, probably passing moments of thought, passing moments. It's not like um, the overall dominating thought process, but uh, definitely um, sparks that appear, like a thunderstorm. Do you know what I mean? Every now and then you get a flash of, oh, nugget. Oh, I'll have some of that. And do you drive to the cinema and meet him there in the like foyer, or do you pick him up? Um, Usually meet him in the car park, and then... um, if you've got a bit of time beforehand, we might get a coffee. I bloody love this. I, I think it's because it's Friday afternoon and you're excited. That feeling of being unshackled. Oh, God, yeah, definitely. Freedom. Oh. And you've certainly worked for it through the week. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Are you excited? Are you so excitable that you're sort of chatting a lot and sort of bouncing around because it's Friday afternoon when you meet Ryan? Or are you come on, let's go and watch this film and get this oh, done? Oh no, it's excitable chit chat, definitely catching up and stuff like that. Totally and utterly. Were you excited last night to watch Dumb Money? I was because Cineworld, the only thing about Cineworld is it's very, very mainstream. So I wasn't 100% sure this film was going to come out at the multiplex. So I was very much like, oh, this is a nice surprise. It's like a few weeks ago they showed um, Past Lives, that indie film that's a bit like Lost in Translation, the uh, romantic drama. You you recommended it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And um, that's always a nice palate cleanser from just watching these big mainstream movies. Every now and then they pop in the old kind of um, mid-range budget studio film or indie film for the back door. So it's like, oh, that's good. They're showing that. That'll be interesting. Where did you eat beforehand? Um, I didn't eat anywhere beforehand. I, I ate in the actual cinema. Oh. Sometimes I might do. Jimmy, it depends if there's a restaurant nearby or something. So you didn't go for any warm snacks, you went straight for the... Yeah, straight into the cinema, wandered straight in, boldly wandered in like a cowboy into a saloon. Let's get the ball rolling, let's not mess around. Uh, Let's say hello Hello to everyone who's joined us live on YouTube. Uh, Junkman Joe, John Bone, Dr. Greggles, H. C. Musler, Alistair Satchel, Zoe F, Roly Poly, welcome along. Roly Poly, goodness me, quite the name. Junk... Junkman Jones says, I went to Chichester last week and spent the entire time ignoring my family because I was looking for Mr. Edwards. Goodness me. The ship's passing in the night. When was it? I don't spend that much time in Chichester, sadly. So, David, we'll get onto the film in about two mins. What snacks did you get? I went for the good old classic 
retro nostalgia pick a mix last night. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And I, I tell you, you still can't what? beat a sherbet um, flying saucer. UFO you sherbet had that flying for saucer. Dinner? Oh no, I had a hot dog as well. Oh, you did it. Oh, right. So you did have something warm. Oh yeah, but I thought you meant before the cinema. Actually, in the cinema, I had like a one of those rollover hot dogs. What's a rollover hot dog? It's one of those large ones where they cook in a microwave, and it's in like a sort of paper bag. It's not great. It's not great. They had new flavours, so I thought I'd try it out. But I think my my relationship with the rollover hot dog people has come to a natural end. Shit, David. I've just saw. I'm going to ask. I don't know if Nomi's around. I'm going to ask Nomi to make me one of those. Chop. Um, flavoured coffee. oh please do please I do just suddenly remember have you had one this morning I have yes right let's let's turn dreams into reality sir what did what did Ryan have do you have a hot dog uh, he had a hot dog as well. M- met me halfway with that. Not pick a mix, but had the hot dog. Do you take the hot dog in the screen? Certainly do. Yeah, they, they, you buy that's that with disgusting. a ticket. Disgusting. A big old hot dog. God, well, I mean, you know, that's nothing compared to what most of them take in with them. Like what? What's the worst thing you saw last night? Um, what would be massive nachos, just like a whole nacho banquet feast overflowing with kind of toppings and cheese and stuff like that. Flipping out. And it's got quite the odour that kind of tiptoes over to your nostrils. And how much money did you spend on the pick and mix? I imagine you can't get a lot for a fiver. Um, In actual fact, the pick and mix I got at Tesco's uh, on the way there because I would not pay cinema money. I paid for pick and mix to my niece and nephew before. And obviously you can't go back and tell them to put them back afterwards. But when the price came up, I was like, holy shit, we might as well have gone to five guys. You know, I might as well have just, like, uh, you know, taken them to a, a buffet at Pizza Hut or whatever. Because it, um, it was serious money, just with some white mice and your fizzy Coca-Cola. So there's no way I'd do Cineworld. But they were doing a special white, offer. White mice. And fizzy colas and licorice uh, shoelaces. They were quite conservative with their amount. And even so you, then, hid, you hid your pick and mix under your jacket. Uh, I'm trying to think how I did get it in. I think I must have done that. In actual, oh, it was just in my bag, naturally. But yes, yeah, so I wouldn't have like. Don't had it people cl- go? Can I have a look in your bag, please, sir? No, I think these days they're quite relaxed about um, what you take in, type of thing. But I don't think it's um, don't have don't put it right under their nose, type of thing. But I think they're they're a bit more relaxed about it, definitely. Right. So you found your seat in the front row. Front row, pick a mix of the ready, hot dog during the trailers, wonderful stuff. Um, I had a drink beforehand in the car with a coffee. No, I didn't. I had a coffee afterwards. No, I had a hot chocolate afterwards in the car. So you had no liquids during the movie? No, I don't know why. Usually I would do, have like a hush puppy or something. But, um, What's a hush puppy? Not hush puppy. What's it called? The um, Tango Blast slush puppy. Not hush puppy. Hush puppy. I think of the trait. The, the shoes. The shoe. Absolutely shoe. shoe. Drink. Yeah. Drink from a shoe. That's what I like to do. 
you quite uh, <laughs> like all great filmmakers kind of like uh, thinking outside the box <laughs> type of the holding by the laces and sipping from the heel of the shoe <laughs> so dumb money thoughts what's it about who's in it basically it's the whole GameStop thing um, it was very big during it was based on a real life situation whereby um, it's all about stocks and trades. It's got a very good cast, but the actual subject matter is quite complex because it's a lot of economics and people playing with stocks and trade on YouTube. And the idea was that GameStop is like a well-known chain of shops in America that sell games, and their stock was dropping, so they were about to close. But then loads of people on the internet started buying the actual stock and because loads of people bought it and because the internet allows these massive chains these communities to happen it started to push the stock up right and then some of them became millionaires from doing it particularly the main guy who was in charge of the youtube channel who got the community together to do it but to tell you the absolute truth there was a massive segments of it i just didn't understand which is quite oh embarrassing God, david is that a flavored coffee here we go for crying out loud. Naomi just went like this. Oh dear. It hasn't got a good review already. Already it has not what got a good it? review. It's like, I think it's raspberry, it's like uh, water with synthetic flavour. Like it's, it's, go for it. You're hilarious, David. Oh, thank you. Goodness me, seal of approval. Is it, is it raspberry? I think it's raspberry. It really smells. Yeah, I mean, I had hazelnut this morning. I quite enjoyed it. Have a go. You've got to remember, I've got the taste buds of a 10-year-old. It smells like um, you're, you're live on YouTube. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. Oh, dear, that didn't go well, did it? It smells like polish or something. Yeah, it's horrendous. It's horrendous, apparently. I mean, I don't want to be rude. No. I don't like it at all. Well, goodness me, if you've got quite a few, do send them my way, because I'm quite <laughs> an avid. That. Don't you put, did you put milk in it? Yeah, I did. Do you, Fucking are hell. Are you supposed to put milk in it or not? Do you put milk yeah, in I it? Yeah, I do. You don't have to put yeah. milk in it. Yeah, he does, does he? Because it looked fine. It looked completely brown to me, so it's not black. That's mad, that taste. Yeah, I quite like them, but God, as I say, I've got the taste buds of an 11-year-old, which is horrific. I mean, it's as far from coffee as I can... It's as far from coffee. I know, which is probably why I have it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's a child's drink. It's It's like like scraping out... I feel like I've been sucking on plastic or something. I honestly thought I'd go, ooh, love, it's fucking rank. Horrific, there we go. I think I've abused my taste buds so badly through the years with, like, sweetness. I'm telling you, David, that is bad. Hopefully my film reviews are better than my coffee reviews. This is so true, Jeff Dale said, I would describe them as hollow with a poisonous afterglow. (laughs) <laughs> Dear God, how many did you buy? I'm actually angry about it. Oh dear God, how, how many did you buy? Honestly, David, this aftertaste is so rank. 
I'm not just saying it just to make a thing of it. It's rank. I wish I could put my hand through the PC screen and grab that mug because strawberry's my favourite. I think it's white chocolate and strawberry. Which is just like, I think I, I'd save that near the end next to popcorn and cookie dough. It's terrible. I know. What can it's, I do? It's what I imagine like shoe polish. Just go, what's the shoe polish taste? Oh. Oh, fuck. What, what can I do, Captain? I am, a, I am a slave to my taste buds. They tell me what to do. I am their slave. My taste buds are my master. And I'm just, you know, my taste buds is Moses and I'm just a Hebrew told what to do. I thought it was going to be a bit like Horlicks, where you go, a bit naughty, but, ooh, it's lovely. I do like Horlicks, definitely. It's like bubblegum. It's, it's, do you know what it tastes like? Bad bubblegum. Which doesn't sound like a bad thing to me, bad bubblegum. Do you know what I mean? I like the idea of bubblegum. What can I say about different folks, different strokes, different horses, different courses? We all just live in our own subjective reality, and I've kind of exposed what I put down my gullet as being quite horrific. Please, please, everyone, if you haven't tried it, it's worth buying because they're only like two quid or something for 12. Yeah, they are reduced quite a bit. I'm starting to see why. Why I'm always going through the special offer box to get them. God, this podcast will need to be edited, won't it? Flippity skip. That's what people come for, don't they? For the sweetie chat. I, I seriously hope so. Flipping that. If this is Mark Commode, I think he'd have done three or four reviews and interviewed a director by now. <laughs> no, no, I do things like flippity skip. Are we doing this wrong? God. Are we doing this wrong? I I, I hope not. I do indeed hope not. thing do is, if, if we get a director on, we've got to arrange for him to come on. I've got, there's loads of admin. Let's just drink coffee every so often. Just <laughs> have a review. Uh, yeah, it's two pounds uh, sachet coffee. Just quaff away on the caffeine and just chat away type of thing. I tell you what. What else do you like eating? First thing you think of, like a sweetie treat, and I'll buy one now. Goodness me. Uh, a sweetie treat that I like. E- oh, definitely any um, cookies. Anything that's... Um, oh, definitely those white chocolate um, Oreos. Those, like, snowball okay. white chocolate Oreos. Chocolate Oreos. I'll buy a pack and have a The thing is, Thanks. don't eat them in front of me on the podcast, because I'll just have food jealousy. It would just be a disaster. Have they? If you're if you're sat, have they got sort of fir trees on the on the packet? I don't think fir trees. Like the Oreos wrapped in a scarf, the snowy and robe Oreo snowy and robe white chocolate coated biscuits. I think so. Yeah, I think that's it. But me just two pound. Me just sat here watching you eat those would not be fun. That just I just have food jealousy. Right, I'm going to buy some. And these you'd absolutely love. I absolutely love them. Eat them in your own time, friend, and then give me a review. Because just oh, what, what you can't handle me watch eating them in front of you. Another man just chow down on white chocolate Oreos. I'd just be like, well, this guy's having a, um, a fucking hell, they're fifteen quid. A disco in his mouth, and I haven't been allowed to dance. I'm not spending ten quid on. Them. Oh no, no, don't do that. I mean, Audi. I used to buy them for like one pound fifty for me and my nephew. Oh. So don't get them for fifteen quid. Flippity skip, don't. That's a um, <laughs> that's daylight robbery. That is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, that's dumb the, money. Abso- absolutely. So I uh, allowed my food. D- jealousy you know what, not anyway, out. dumb money. I've got. I've got to get some. I've got to get some. Sorry. You talk about dumb money. I'll. I'll uh, order some. Sir, let's have white your full focus audio. on the old dumb money. I'm happy to wait. It's not a problem at all. No. No. Go on. Honestly. Go, you go for it. 
Have you found a decent price or? 15 quid's the cheapest for white Oreo biscuits. I mean, I, I, I do get six packs. I can't. Six packs. I don't want six no, packs. No, I, I, I just don't want one. six packs. You would. God, why? I just devour them. I think maybe that's what I need to do. Just have six packs and, just, well, and then just ruin it for myself. Oh, I'm going to buy them. Fuck it. What, even 15 quid's worth? Yeah, because the boys can have them. Yeah. God, do send a pack to me if you get like 15 or something. No. Goodness, simple as that, no. It'll shut my face. <laughs> no. Liberties have been taken. from me. Yeah, quite right. Sunny Jim. Right, I'm buying them. Bang. Bang. Bought. There you go. In, in, the, in the old basket. Fucking hell. Sorry, I'm just... Uh... And order place. Many thanks. Tomorrow, delivery date. Oreo, white chocolate, Bicky Boos. Have them in your own time, Captain, and, and give me a review. I, I'm not... No, no, I'm going to have them next week. No, don't just sit there eating white Oreos in front of me. Have you really got a problem I with have. them? I have. I've got me a genuine problem. I'd have food envy over that. Just, you just No, you wouldn't. I would literally just, you sat there eating them sort of thing. It's like, well, <laughs> I can't join with that party. Why don't you buy some? I guess I could, yes. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? I get really bad food envy. I'm terrible at restaurants. No, you don't. Oh, I do you badly, don't. yeah. I get, Are you serious? Yeah, don't eat them in front of you. I'm terrible with stuff like that. If I ate a white I Oreo biscuit be the in front of the world, you would. Uh, how would you behave around me if I was just. Oh, it'd be fine. I'd, I'd, I'd navigate around it. I'd guide myself around it. But in your it. head, would you be going, wanker? I'd be like, um. I think, yeah, it'd just be a case of this guy's having a, uh, a disco in his mouth. He's having a lap dance on his, his taste buds, and I can't join in. It's like, yeah, but I know they're good. why don't you buy some? Buy some. Um, uh, why not, for crying out loud? I guess it's the case <laughs> you of... you love them so much, just give some. Things, I try and avoid having stuff like that in the actual flat, because I just, oh, like... Oh, do you? Completely... I mean, I know someone whose larder is full of loads of sweetie treats, where it's like Willy Wonka's larder. It's incredible. Because he just tiptoes in. He'll just take one or two little M&Ms. Oh, I can't live like that. Oh, lovely. And then wanders (laughs) off. I would just be like a a human hoover. What would that look like? A human hoover? (laughs) I remember getting up early and... um, what would that look like? A human hoover? I remember getting up early and um, he wasn't up yet and I was downstairs and I was making us a cup of coffee and um, I had to really talk myself down from not going into his larder and just taking sweets and eating them. Really? Oh, yeah, God, I was just like, when he's not here, because he's got shed loads, proper American, really nice candy. And I was like, while he's up in bed snoozing away, I'm going to be chewing on his like, M&M peanut butters. I didn't do it because of morals. It, and is this the, the guy where you, you have stolen from his larder? No, I've never stolen from his larder, no. Who's the other bloke I did steal from? You, a you have stolen That's from one. someone's larder, haven't you? Have I? I don't think I'm sure you said you've stolen from a friend's larder when they went out yeah maybe I have do you know what I mean maybe um, I'm pretty sure I said that situation. if I had some nice food in the kitchen and I went to the toilet you said you would take something and eat it 
I think it was some biscuits, wasn't it? I said, if there were some biscuits out, some hobnobs, I would chuck one in my mouth type of thing. Without asking. But, yeah, absolutely. Which is terrible. Terrible thing to admit to. But if they were there, they were open up. There were some hobnobs waiting for me. Not for me. There you go. Already my mind's just thinking, oh, they're mine. David, everyone's asking you to be a human hoover again. (laughs) (laughs) You do remind me of the anteater. Is it in Pink Panther? It is, basically, isn't it? Sort of uh, wandering around. But I mean, so I mean, the idea of. We've done half an hour. We haven't got anywhere in this podcast. I know, it's just terrible. It's just like a complete. uh, I was saying, if I'm going to take biscuits from someone's kitchen surface, it makes you realise the idea of me watching another man eat white chocolate Oreos in front of me. I I honestly think that when you go to the toilet. The sweetie pod's better than the movie pod. I think it should be a sweetie pod. Dear I me, get dear. so excited by the sweeties that it's. I think it's too late to derail the train. We've got this format moving, haven't we? And I think it's too late to kind of um, tiptoe around. I mean, that's why marriages don't last. People just think, "Oh, this isn't working. Let's move on." You can't do that. You've got to keep the relationship moving. And you know, you right, can't you, just. But suddenly... you could have one on the side, couldn't you? You certainly could. This is true. You know, you can have several podcasts. You can have a mistress podcast. But yeah, you are right. We just we have not started at all on the. Um, <laughs> it's quite a. It's quite a worry. Oh. Okay. Well, I've got white Oreos coming my way, and I will be having one next Monday. So I prefer if, if you do, I, I say I, I don't usually make demands. Do I? It's got to be said. But I am going to have it. Oh, I do have it, and, and send me a review. No, uh, I'm going to have it on the podcast. I'd prefer if you didn't, because I get terrible <laughs> food envy. I mean, I'm not, not the, the mayor of the, of the podcast town. Come on, we're but, mature know, adults. I can eat a bloody are, white. Absolutely, we are mature adults. You're quite right. So I think it'll be. You but know, you, you wouldn't flip your lid if I had a white. No, God, no. I'd no. have to navigate it, type of thing. But why don't you get some? You, you said they're because cheaper. I just now. have. I just have all six in one sitting. I just put like crunch, right. crunch, crunch, six. and then you just feel grim afterwards, type of thing. And I try to avoid having stuff like that in the flat. Don't get me wrong. When I'm out in Chichester or whatever in the cinema, as you know, I indulge. But if I didn't, I'd just be like, you know, and also you just get. I get such bad sugar crashes. If I, I'd have one, then I'd have to have all six. Don't ask me why. I'm a man of self-sabotage. And then I'd be snoozing on the couch afterwards because I'd have such a sugar drop. You know, so it's just, um, it's a road to misery. But this is yours. I can still have an Oreo. You can't tell other people not to have one just because you... 100%. And I I 100% respect that. You're talking logic there. But absolutely, I, I can't argue with that. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're your own man own time your own credit card and you want an oreo i wonder if i like it god i hope not i hope you do i hope not cause that uh, what, I, what i mean is i hope it's not like the coffee debacle because it's slightly embarrassing when you tell people you know it's fine bit- i just i was expecting that like, for the fifth time i keep saying i was expecting a lovely warm hug of a coffee it's I think nothing like thing- it it will be another massive disappointment for you because it's just going to be too sugary, too plasticity, and I'm just going to have to sit plasticity. here. Plasticity. Plasticity, there you go. Plasticity, what's that? And it's just going to be a case of me having to sit here once again and just I'll have to say, yeah, I've got the taste buds of um, 
a person who's just crawled out of the womb type of thing. I'm 45 with pubic hair, but I've got the taste buds of a um, of a child. Okay. So I was going to say, could you? Could we do this as a, like a section? You you tell me. Could I tell you to get something to eat for next week? Yeah, I don't don't see why. Yeah, I don't see why not. Um, some butter shortbread. Butter shortbread. Yeah, I don't know where. Where would you get that for? Just go to Tesco's and yeah, just ask. Just like some direct but, me to the butter shortbread, sir. <laughs> yeah, like and you have a shortbread and I'll have a white Oreo while we do the. Why not? Absolutely. We're moving more and more away from the world of cinema. <laughs> but it's like while we review, you, I'm having, it might be quite quite nice. Yeah, it sort of adds a bit of sort of je ne sais quoi to proceedings type yeah. of thing. So butter shortbread? Butter shortbread. Or we can do a podcast just dedicated to sweeties and then um, do that alongside the film one. Well, I, d- I don't think we've got time, have we? But I know there's only so much time on but this. But you go to Aldi. Spinning Earth. Um, God, I'm always in... Yeah, out. I do go to Audi, definitely. Mondays okay, Belmont's all-butter Scottish shortbread. Yeah? There we go. How much is it? I don't know, but just, yeah. Unless you don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 I'm totally... <laughs> Belmont, right. you've got me signed up. <laughs> right. Dumb money. Did you like Here we it? Here we go. We're, we're back in... Um, <laughs> Cinematic territory. Uh, shortbread's on the list, definitely. Yeah. Um, dumb money. Yeah, I think it was a case of, well, as, I, as I was saying, it's GameStop. It's part of the, the retail chain. And their shares are dropping. It happened during 2020, 2021, during the pandemic. And um, it's a case of, uh, it's very money-orientated, the whole thing. It's all about stock exchanges and all those different things and it's about the youtube community they're all buying stocks for it and because they're all buying stocks the actual stocks go up but it's got to be said there's large segments that i didn't understand i think um like uh the uh it's the adam mckay did that film called short what was it called short cuts or um oh god i'm trying to remember the actual name of it now um adam mckay film short uh here we go. I'm scared now. Uh, uh, the big, sh- what's it called? Big, uh, the big shorts, and that was also about the stock exchange, and it was very much a case of um, every now and then the actors would stop, the fourth wall would come down, and they'd explain things to you step by step, and it's almost like you needed that a bit at times. Right. And also, it's an impressive cast. You've got Seth Rogen, you've got Paul Dano, loads, um, Pete Davison. But a lot of the time, they're not given enough screen time to really develop and grow out their characters type of thing. So I would say, and also there is that line between, is this journalism or is this an actual drama with compelling characters? Paul Dano's character, the guy who runs the YouTube channel, he gets a lot of focus and he has a character arc. But characters like Seth Rogen, who plays like a, a rich, greedy businessman, you needed to spend more time with them. There's almost like too many characters you were moving around. But it's a real life situation. And uh, I guess they had to keep as solidly to it as possible. It got far better reviews than my reaction was on the whole. Most people gave it four out of five. Okay, but I think well, it was my limited IQ that kind of... Really? Do you think that? You shouldn't be feeling well, I, like that as an audience member, should you? Well, yeah, there, there was elements I didn't fully... 
It's like every now and then I needed a pause and for someone to explain it to me. It's like Wolf of Wall Street is another example where every now and then they'd stop the film and there was like a, a very detailed voiceover or a direct address to camera. Like Adam McKay, as I say, does that a lot with his sort of um, comedy satires about government and, uh, and money. And it's almost as though you needed that a bit more. I mean, I got the basic gist. But there were certain elements that I could have had a bit more spoon-fed to me. Well, let's hear what you're going to give. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, everybody, if you're not on Instagram, might be worth getting on Instagram. Although I think uh, we'll put it on Twitter as well. David is giving an immediate review, video review of the audience, cinema Absolutely. audience. Absolutely. So, so as soon as David comes out of the cinema, he's in his car and he gives a quick minute review about the audience and their behaviour, don't you? So we're going to put... 100%, absolutely, the clientele that surrounds me, the audience, it's not just the film, it's the people you spend it with, isn't it? Life's about the relationships you make. So that, we'll be putting that on Instagram and Twitter each week before the podcast comes out. So it's David's review of the audience that he's just sat with that's coming absolutely next week so david how many selection of the uk how many chuck ices out of five are you going to give dumb money i would certainly give it three out of five i don't want to i don't want to give people the opinion that i was kind of sat there completely confused because um that would be horrific and the cast is very good paul dano i thought was very good as a main character but i would say you didn't spend enough time with the actual characters Paul Dano you do, but the others, you just leap around from all these different perspectives. It's quite multi-strand in that sense. Uh, so they're not given enough time to kind of develop as characters. And as I'd say, it's like sometimes you feel as though you're watching a dramatised magazine article. It's almost like a ju- dramatised piece of journalism. Whereas something like Social Network, yes, you get to learn about Silicon Valley and the development of social media, but you had far more... Um, you know, uh, better character arcs, more satisfying character studies. David, Peter RM says in the uh, in the uh, comment box, seen it, thought it was naff and trying Ooh. and trying too hard to be an Adam McKay film. There you go. Too many references Absolutely. to meme culture that will seem very dated in a few years. I think that's a spot-on review. It definitely had that Adam McKay, the big short type of vibe. You're quite, quite right. And it's definitely a film of the time. It's very much about the pandemic and definitely about social media. Yet it looked quite dated, particularly when the sort of the aesthetics of social media will change. We moved on from that TikTok pixelated look. It will definitely date. But then again, maybe it will just look like a film of the era, which is what it is. All right, David, thank you so much for this week's new movie review. Thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for your time. David Edwards Movie News. Okay, David, so you got any movie news this week? I'll take important movie news i mentioned the tiff toronto film festival last week and it was in the midst of it at that point so you had lots of interesting films like the killer being reviewed and um uh you know um uh dream scenario the new nicholas cage film but what's really interesting about tiff is that um 
it's people choice awards like i mentioned last week they always go on to be significant in the oscars they always get loads of nominations and if you look at the list of all the people choice awards on tiff i would say up to 2011 it's almost bizarre how that mirrors uh, front runners for the oscars i think because perhaps it's the biggest festival before the oscars appear so it's given that that big push or the TIFF um, voters are very much in line with the taste of the Academy, but something is in line there because it's very bizarre. Like, for instance, last year, the Fablemans won it. Okay, the Fablemans didn't win all the awards, but they got shed loads of nominations. 12 Years a Slave was a big one. King's Speech, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. You know, time and time again, it always rings true. And this year's winner the people's choice award was one that was very much off my radar and it's called um american fiction and um it really didn't come on my radar at all but now it's one tiff it's a film for people to watch out for because it will most certainly um appear in the oscar nomination if for some reason this trend suddenly bucks and stops but it stars jeffrey wright who um, was in Asteroid City. He played Felix in the Daniel Craig Bonds. He was in Westworld on HBO. And it's about a um, an aspiring author who's a university professor. And he's finding it very hard to get his novels published. And um, in the end, he just gives up. And he just writes something that he thinks the marketplace is going to enjoy, which is um, black literature, but for... Um, a guilty white liberal audience so it'd be things like um ghetto violence slavery stuff that is just very obvious to that kind of like white liberal audience just to make money you know it's a case of right i'm going to bring something out just so it makes money because all my other books are just these failed financial ventures but it doesn't just make him money it becomes a massive hit and people want to interview him, like Oprah Winfrey, and he becomes a massive star for a, for a book that he wrote very cynically. And that's done incredibly well. And the other one that's done really well is the new Alexander Payne film called The Holdovers, which is, uh, I've read the script for it, actual fact. I found it on the internet. It's very, very good. It stars Paul Giamarchi, who was um, uh, in Sideways. Did you read the scripts before... Does it not ruin the enjoyment of the film? No, it doesn't, bizarrely. It makes it even more interesting for me. I did it for Air. Um, the Nike, Air, the film with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, which is about the um, the creation of uh, the Jordan trainers. Do you remember that? Nike Air Jordan trainers. And they play the the, uh, the Nike agents who uh, signed Jordan up. But yeah, I definitely do. If I can, I, I try and read the scripts before actually watching the movie because then you can see the actual filmmaking process of how they took an idea and then developed it. And what is interesting is that a lot of the times, what is a really good script doesn't always transfer brilliantly to the screen. So, for instance, The Whale with... Um, I remember Brendan you saying, Fraser. David, you loved it. Absolutely amazing. And also Air was a great script to read. It wasn't a terrible film, but it wasn't as compelling on screen as it was on page. Right. It's quite interesting. Sometimes what makes a really readable script where you just go on, you know, flick page, flick page, and really go through it, doesn't always transfer brilliantly to the screen. Yeah. 
So those two films, American Fiction, fiction did you yeah, say? Yeah, American Fiction and The Holdovers by Alexander Payne. And he did Sideways, Election. Well, I mean, um, primarily they've done really well at TIFF. So, I mean, those two will definitely be, be Oscar nomination films if you go along with that formula. Do you stay 100%. up to watch the Oscars? Do you know what? I, I haven't for a while... But um, I would be, I had definitely been re-influenced in maybe doing that what again. What time are they on? Because we could do a About live. two or three o'clock in the morning. Oh, fuck that. I know, it's split. I think ITV or Sky have bought the rights now. I don't think Sky, someone's lost the rights and someone else has it now. I think it might be ITV, but it's gone to somebody else now. Okay. I think it's Sky that have lost them. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie news. Not at all, sir. Not at all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving them. Thank th- absolutely. The it's it's lovely when everyone's comes away from an activity where everyone feels as though they've got a slice of the pie. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, absolute no cynicism there. We live in a cynical culture, but there was no cynicism in that comment. It was just a heartfelt like McCartney and Lennon during the peak of their fame looking across the record studio saying thank you for that collaboration no toxicity in the air David Edwards David uh, this week's movie review. I can't remember what movie Mandy picked for you. Uh, oh, hi, Mandy. Hi. Oh, here we go. Talking about toxicity. Oh, lovely. Oh, um, how? What have you been up to this week? Getting my wedding dress fitted. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Oh, yes. what has she been up? What has she been well, up to? Irish since she's been getting wedding dress fittings. A wedding? What? Because you're going to someone's wedding? No, she's getting married getting to married. the handover. Well, that has gone. That's, I think you want to spend a bit more time with the handover. Has the handover even moved into your garage yet? To suddenly get married out of a shotgun marriage, that is. It sounds like someone's, well, I'm not going to say pregnant, that'd be inappropriate, but, and also. Is this how you impossible. talk to people who are about to get married? Well, when I can see a car crash in slow motion, I usually try and yell and tell someone to put on the brakes. I'm done. I'm done. Please don't go, Mandy. No, 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 no. Please don't go. Please don't go, Mandy. She's crying. Oh, I apologise. Uh, hand her hanky. Get rid of the oil. Hand her hanky. Here you go. It's a silk hanky all the way from France. Have one, please. Eubanks says, congrats, Mandy. Thank you, Eubanks. Thank you, Eubanks. Yeah, that's a more positive outlook. Thank you, Eubanks. It's not Chris Eubank, is it? No. No. Joyous news, says Jeff Dale. Congratulations, oh, Mandy. Thank and I can't wait you. to the day. It's going to be thank wonderful. Marvelous. Thank you. Thank you. I bet you look stunning. Thank you. In that wedding she really dress. will do. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking to her. Absolutely. Fair enough. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff Dale. And send my regards to your future husband. Yeah, I will do. David, this week's movie review. What was the... Oh, I remember. Go on. It was Disney's original 1950s Alice in Wonderland. Where are my notes? Here we go. I'm, I'm really quite excited about this one. 
Let's have a look. Yeah, so 1951, Alice's Enchanted Adventure. Sorry, David. Journey. Eubanks said, my dad was actually called Chris. No way. No, I'm not having that. Wowzers. No way. I'm not We're not that. hinting to the fact that it is Chris, is it? The, the Brighton boxing legend. I remember seeing him in Odeon Cinema. I've seen him in Odeon Cinema twice, Chris Eubank, whereby um, this would have been in the noughties. And he never went into a film. He would just wander around in his kind of riding outfit with the one glass. What's that called when it's the one glass? The monocle. Monocle. And he would just inspect the movie posters and sort of just <laughs> mutter to himself, kind of, yes, I'll, uh, I'll watch that. That's, uh, that sounds like an interesting one. Who's and that? Who's then, that? I don't know who that was. That was me trying to do a new bank impression. <laughs> do it again. That's um, how would you get that? It's all right. No it's like a bizarre lisp or something, isn't it? He's sort of like, oh, that's, uh, that sounds like an interesting. How does he go? He's it's sort of um, <laughs> sort of has a lisp, doesn't he? Cushy bank and uh, I don't know. I used to try it. Stop. Try it. Let's go for it. Ready? Go. Oh, they've done a lethal weapon three. Interesting stuff. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, when does this one arrive? When when is this film on the silver screen? I want to do. Check. Thank you. Just, just a question. Just a question. And he'd wander around like he's in the Tate Museum with both of his hands behind his back, with like his riding boots on. That's not bad. That impression. Thank God, I didn't know where that was ah, going. Chris, Chris Eubank. Yes, he'd be like that. Oh, uh, oh they're doing a uh, another. There's Fred Flintstone on the film there. I sound like a, a Bond villain. With you do. Uh, he's oh, very God. Roger Moore. Very Roger Moore indeed, isn't that? I should be stroking a cat. Oh, Independence Day. Interesting. There's more German. I don't know what's going on. Right. God. So, Alice in Wonderland, Disney's Alice in Wonderland. How did you feel going in to watch this? Unsure. Um, quite positive. Hopeful? Did it, hopeful? Yeah, hopeful, not negative. So, you Why know, hopeful? I, Why? Um, because it's clearly a Disney classic. You know, it's gone on to have... Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely... And it's also one that Disney wanted to do for many years. So, um, absolutely, put that in my holster. (laughs) Um, You're quite right. But it's a case of... um, uh, That's a point again, then. It's like a muscle memory thing. But it's a case of he was developing it for many years. He bought the rights before Snow White to actually turn it into a film. So it it was a dream project, Alice in Wonderland. I've never actually properly watched it. So, it's a, you know, it's one of those things to actually go back to basics. It's like, you know, what is this film that I know of? I've seen endless clips of. Let's watch it from beginning to end. What is it about? Well, obviously, it's the classic Alice journey whereby um, she sees a white rabbit. She follows it, falls down the rabbit hole. Very much uh, now a Matrix or conspiracy theory reference, isn't it? Now taking the red pill. And um, she enters into this uh, topsy-turvy, almost LSD um enhanced world it's like almost like a drug taking metaphor now isn't it um i mean what drug was lois carroll partaking in back then opiates or something wouldn't it It'd been something like that but yeah you know it's the idea that reality is this constantly shifting snake in the desert of life sounds like a jim morrison wannabe jim morrison lyric um have i told you my the um nightmare i had once i i'm sure i have but no, I don't think you it, have. It was, it was very Alice in Wonderland esque, and I was being. And what happened? I was sort of underground. And I was being chased. 
Oh, blimey. And I'd have to open a door. Fucking chase. Shut the door behind me. The next room I went in was smaller. Oh, God. Running into that room. That's proper anxiety dream, shut, isn't it? Shut the door behind me. The next room smaller. Next room smaller. Next room smaller. Next room smaller. Got to the point where the last room was like as big as a washing machine. So oh, I had my to, God. I had to get... So sort of squeeze myself into this room and the person chasing me just came along, shut the door and locked it. Oh my lord. It sounds like so a Chemical like Brothers music video from the 90s. It was like that. And the then end. you woke up, hopefully. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah. Like well, several here I am now. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Flipping it. I'm always amazed by my dreams. They're so mundane in the sense that it's usually a case of like a social faux pas, faux pas. That takes place like I'll drop um radio foobar. Well, absolutely foobar. Radio radio. foobar. That was the day. The old London Those days. Were the days. They were the bloody days indeed. But yeah, it'd just be a case of I'll drop a bit of food behind a couch and just panic that someone will see. Or I'll look in the mirror reflection, I've got some mayonnaise on my cheek. There'll be real but you know, I'd much prefer a proper Alice in Wonderland surreal topsy turvy experience. That's that's quite horrific being stuck in a crammed in a cupboard yeah locking the door locking the door anyway so um how many sittings i had um three sittings for it okay i'm starting do you know what by learning how many sittings i can guess the um i can sort of guess the review how many choc ices you're going to give it now one sitting, we're looking at a four or a five. Two sittings, we're looking at a 3.53. Three sittings, we're looking at a two or a three. Four to five sittings or above, we're looking at a one. Maybe there's truth behind that. Maybe. Maybe. Sorry, just, I was just thinking algorithm. out loud then. You've worked out the Edwards algorithm code. <laughs> I'm just a robot with a mother chip in the back of my head. Okay. It wouldn't shock me. So let's have a little listen uh, to a bit of Alice, Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Yes, please. Now let's see. Where was I? Hmm. I wonder which way I ought to go. was brilliant and the slidey toes and did the guy and the kimbell in the way why why you're a cat a cheshire cat all a mimosy oh the water goes oh wait don't go please very well third chorus oh no 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 thank you but but i just wanted to ask you which way i ought to go well that depends on where you want to get to. Oh, it really doesn't matter. As long as I can... Then it really doesn't matter which way 
you go. <laughs> okay, David. Tell us more. Thoughts watching it? I would say um, visually, very impressive. You know, not just because it's the 1950s, but it's just its look. It's got that kind of almost, you can tell it's been like inspired by expressionistic kind of painting of the era of like, like the 1910s, 1920s. Kind of, not that I'm an art critique, but, you know, you get like a vague idea of uh, critique, critic rather, but you get a vague idea that it's been inspired by different forms of art, definitely. Um, and also um, characters pop up. That are, that are interesting, like the Mad Hatter, the Tea Party's interesting, the Mad Queen. But I would say Alice is very one-dimensional and very bland. The characters that pop up around her are interesting, but she's very generic. Unfortunately, I am. She's just very, um, a real cipher, a bit empty. It's not like she goes on a proper... Well, she does go on a journey physically on, on her feet. She wanders through this world, but emotionally it's a bit empty. And also it feels as though um, it's very segmented. It's like, right, you meet this character, move on, meet this character, move on, meet this character. It doesn't feel as though it's woven into one seamless narrative. But don't get me wrong, the characters that do appear are very engaging, very interesting. Um but it feels like the fast show every now and then. You're just darting around with all these characters. And it moves a bit disorientatingly quite quickly. Um, but the Alice character, I'd say, is very wonderful. How old is Alice in it? Um, I would say early, very early teens. Like 11, I would say. 10, 11, something like that. 12. But bland. Very bland. Very much just a prop to move between mad characters. Well, are you glad that you've watched it? It's a big Oh, yeah, d- absolutely. Ticked it off of the old bucket list. Because, you know, Disney's obviously a fascinating chap. What would Charkins think of it? Uh, the, uh, the, the narrative structure of it was somewhat limited, but at the same time mirrors the effects of drugs on one's brain box in a sense that uh, an inconsistency and um, a somewhat hedonistic feel and fascination with visuals and uh, colours, but ultimately, uh, like any drug-taking pursuit, a somewhat empty experience. That would be the, the He's thought. such a tosser. He certainly is, isn't he? Dear God, he, he's a handful. He's a handful. He likes to piss on people's chips. <laughs> oh, steady, David. Yeah, I know, indeed. I, I, when I said that, I thought, you know, urinate on someone's uh, lunch. Put it okay. that way. So, David, it's now time to uh, rate the film out of five chalk ices. If everyone can guess what David's going to... Um, I like this part. Uh, give Alice in Wonderland. I'm going to write down as well. Please do, please do. Okay. I'm going to write it on an old wristband. Right, Alice in Wonderland. I'm going to go for this as it goes. I'm going to go for this. So please put your guess. Do it at home. Get involved at home. Yeah, do it at home as well. Exactly. Do it. Shout it out at the podcast. So, David, here we go. Let me see if people put their guesses in there. Yes, they have. 
Oh, yeah, some people agree with me, some don't. David, it's over to you. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Disney's Alice in Wonderland? Oh, my goodness. You've got the point five in there. Yeah, Zoe F gets it right. Magic Ben gets it right. I think your sittings formula, I think you've hacked the whole thing. I think your sittings formula is spot on. Right. Maybe I shouldn't ask about the sittings. Maybe not, because I think you've worked something out there. That's That's quite a bit lower. You sounded quite positive. There were positive elements. The artistry is impressive. And, you know, the characters are engaging. But, um, yeah, it hasn't got that. It was similar to Bad um, Dumb Money in the sense that, you know, there's impressive elements there. But if you haven't got that fascinating narrative arc, you're then not um, uh, focused enough come the third act. You're not invested enough come the third act. If there isn't that proper... Uh, Zuckerberg social network I'm now thinking of corporate films with dumb money or Lion King Mufasa you know if you haven't got that proper kind of um, you haven't felt invested in the character come the third act you know it hasn't done its magic on you during the previous hour you're not invested Martin Baldwin writes Edward's not in Wonderland oh indeed David not in Wonderland very very true an interesting land a nice land to look around but Dr. Gregor says Alice in Meanderland indeed Alice in um, just sort of uh, what's it called competent land just sort of like middle ground land Alice in in middle England yeah it's not a terrible place to be surely it's it's quite magical there isn't it with lots of fun ideas down there It's, it's fun ideas but those ideas aren't explored enough within the psychology of an individual, I think. Do you know what I mean? Alice is a bit one-dimensional, one a bit bland, a bit obvious. She's just used as like a, a vehicle to get from A to B. She hasn't got her own beating heart. She's not a Mufasa, a Pinocchio, or um, I'm trying to think of the others. Or, you know, Pixar. There's no Woody or... There's definitely no Woody or Buzz there. David, thank Absolutely. you so much for this week's movie review. Once again, sir, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. I genuinely mean that. David Edwards Movie Tips. So, David, have you got any movie tips this week? Any books, films, songs, anything? I I tell you, I've read recently a very good book. I was really impressed by it. It's by Walter Murch, who is a well-known editor who brought out a book called Blink of an Eye. He directed one film, which was called Return to Oz, which was the Wizard of Oz sequel that came out in the mid-80s. And it was seen as too dark and violent because Dorothy's like in a mental home at the beginning, having potential electrotherapy and things like that. But he... But he directed one film, but he's well known as an editor. He edited a lot of the early Francis Ford Coppola films like Apocalypse Now, Conversation, and Anthony Magella films like, um, oh, what's it? Uh, the, what's the one? Oh, blimey. Talented Mr. Ripley, The English Patient, and he won an Oscar for The English Patient. Anthony Magella. Anthony Magella, that's it. Didn't his brother create 
Doc Martin. Absolutely, they both came from the Isle of Wight, and their parents ran a very famous ice cream shop. And his son's quite big. Yeah, it's a well-known ice cream shop. Where? In, uh, well, in the Isle, Isle, of Isle of Wight? Apparently so. Mm. I think it's even called Miguel or something, something like that. Minghella. And his son's a big Minghe- actor. Anthony Minghella. Ming- Minghella. Get it wrong. No, oh, I, I, I think so. No, I think you're probably right. I think that, that sounds more like it. And um, what else? Yeah, da, da, da. yeah, the book is all about editing. And it's quite fascinating. And one of these kind of um, theories is that, you know, when you think of it, films are very bizarre in the sense that the way we experience reality is more like other art, like theatre or music. You know, it's consistent all the way through. You know what I mean? You go through, um, you know, a passage of time, like you experience life type of thing. Uh, but with a film, you edit from morning to night. You edit half an hour in the future. You have flashbacks. And he says um, an edit, he believes, the way it works psychologically in the brain, it's either like a dream, because it, when you look back on dreams, it's very seldom that you experience them in real time. In actual fact, a dream's more like a montage of images that you then glue together to create the experience. That's why a dream can feel like I don't know, hours, but in actual fact, it's only seconds. Or the other thing he says that when you're deep in thought and your thought process is jumping around, you blink with your eyes and that's like an edit point. So every time a film edits to a close-up or a long shot, you're editing to a different thought within the scene. And he's found that if he's editing a really good actor, he'll actually edit in time with their blinking because they're in the character and they're actually changing their thought process. And that's when you edit to a long shot, to a larger picture or to a close up. So yeah, it's very fascinating. It was a, it's a worth, uh, it's a book definitely worth seeking out. Dr. Gregor says, Merch was an audio engineer on Godfather one and two. He certainly was. Yeah. He's an audio engineer and editor and did one piece of directing, but definitely, I think he started off doing audio work at a university I think it was even, I think, um, what's the famous music festival in America? Um, You know, like our Glastonbury. Martin Scorsese did a documentary on it. Uh, And Jimi Hendrix did the famous solo guitar on it. Um, Woodstock. Yes, I think he did audio on Woodstock. Yeah, Woodstock, 100%. Right. Okay. And that's a man with quite a What's the book called? It's called Blink Blink of an Eye, and it's very good. Blink of an eye. Interesting. Very impressive. Have you ever edited, David? Um, yes, I have. Absolutely. And it's um, it definitely a worthwhile experience if you're a fan of filmmaking because you really start realising that is the puzzle. It's like um, I heard an interview with Tom Hanks recently and they were saying to him, um, when you've got to do a, an important close-up, you know, you're actually told this is a vital part of the film. You've got to do this close-up. Um, what what do you feel? And he goes, yeah, there's a lot of um, anxiety beforehand because you've got to, you know, this is the money shot. You've got to make the audience feel an emote. But he said, to tell you the absolute truth, um, a lot of the time, editors have grabbed close-ups from other moments in the film and just use that because they work better. So he says, a lot of the time, you know, and it makes you feel, you realise that an actor obviously brings a lot to the table, but you never get any celebrity editors and they're the people who really are, you know, the magician. They're very much guided by the director. But a lot of the time, you know, you might have a close-up because one scene you're opening a fridge, and that's the one they decided to go with. 
David, thank you so much for this week's movie tippies. Thank you, sir. Thank you. David Edwards, Random Movie Generator. I feel like this week, David, Mandy's chugging away in the background. I feel like this week you are going to get a film that's going to pump your nadulas. Oh, God, I love to pump my nadulas. I really do. I really do feel like you're going to get a good one. Absolutely. That that G-spot just hit. It's disgusting, but it's what keeps us going, people, unfortunately. I'm really want. I really want you to get a good film. I want you I'm to. I'm glad be, you're backing me. I'm I, glad d- you're I reckon. I reckon we've done say 50 films. I reckon you've got. You've had five that have excited you. Yeah, I don't know how many. I think Westworld was was a, was a big hit. It with didn't me. excite you though when it came up. I think you were just like, oh um, right, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it didn't excite. I was like, I wasn't against it, but that really. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the films that really excited me. Like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. Um, Dr. Gregor says Mandy's revenge for David's earlier com- comments. Absolutely. I don't know why I go straight into toxicity with Mandy. Oh, did you hear she is in charge of the generator. She just said possibly. possibly. Oh, dear. Mandy, apologies. Put that, that um, too late dress now, on and give fucker. us a Too late now, up. fucker. There we go. That's more than toxic. That's sort of um, verbal GBH. I, I haven't been gaslit there. I've just been lit on fire verbally. Right, That's David, perfect. let's find the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next for next week. Please, please, please. So, remember last week you jumped in and tried to trick Mandy, and you got I think you got a genre or a, a decade that which you didn't want. So, again, it's your, it's up to you, but you can take your time Absolutely. and be speedy. Over Play the to long you. game. Stop. Drama. Oh, okay, you can't go wrong with that. And now the decade. Stop. 1990s. Ooh. <laughs> now we're cooking on gas. That's my era. <laughs> Mandy, please generate four dramatic movies from the 1990s, please. Surely I'll get something good from this. Mandy's generated four movies. She's spinning them around in her belly. And now it's time for you to tell her when to stop. Stop. Talented Mr. Ripley. Can you believe it? That's Walter Murch. Oh, wonderful. That's a film Walter Murch edited. That'd be fascinating to watch that after reading the book. That is wonderful. People chuck that phrase, wonder bar, over their shoulder, you know, but that is a proper wonder bar moment. That's a wonder bar moment. Do you know we had that last week with Billy Wilder? Yeah. Spooky. It's very spooky. Spooky poddo. Okay, let's find the... Uh, let's find the... Uh, let's find the genre. Oh, bear with, sorry. 
Okay, let's find the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing for next week. Stop. Action. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> goodness me, that's what it's all about. It's, it's called a movie. It's got a move. It needs action. Yeah. Simple as that. Simple as that, people. Okay, let's find the decade of that movie. Stop. 1970s. Well, okay, no, that's good. Seventies action. That that could be as long as it's not a Wild West. But having said that, every time I've come away from a Wild West, I have enjoyed it. So there's no go. rules with Edwards. He doesn't know himself. He doesn't know his own mind. Mandy, please uh, generate four um, action movies from the nineteen seventies. Okay, here we go. Spinning them around in a lovely little belly, and it's over to you to tell her when to stop. Stop. French Connection. Oh my goodness. They're really good today. Hey? William Freaking. He passed away, didn't he, a few weeks ago? Yeah. William Freaking. Spooky. Absolutely spooky. Spooky Monto. Okay. Right, David. But remember, we could get a shitty one here, and that could be the one you. So you're never comfortable. That's the beauty no, of this section. That's the beauty of the, uh, yeah. the, the podcast the format. Okay, so let's, squid game element. Yeah, so let's uh, let's find the genre of the final movie you might be reviewing for next week. Stop. Family. Okay, that's okay. the thing is. I always think it's a, a film about families, but it's a film for families, isn't it? Yes. So you could find yourself stuck with some real CGI muck <laughs> without sounding too um, <laughs> negative. Okay, let's find the decade of the, uh, the family movie. Stop. 1960s. Oh, my God. It's Peter Dragon all over again, isn't that? Peter Dragon. Uh, Mandy's generated four family oh movies dear. from the 1960s. She's spinning them around in her petite belly, and it's over to David to tell her when to stop. Stop. The Love Bug. Jesus, that's going to be a handful. That's proper half-term BBC Two viewing in the afternoon, isn't it? The Love Bug. Dear God, is that like um, Herbie? It's like a Herbie thing. I remember it's like a there was like a, it's Disney, isn't it? It's a I Disney fucking film. Love this. this is like the Deer Hunter. Is he oh, going to really pick? Is, is he going to pick the one with the bullet? Oh. It's Kurt. It's Kurt Russell in that. There's, I think there's like a well-known star. Who, Dean He's Jones, big. Buddy Hackett, Joe Flynn, Benson Fong, Andy Granadelli, and Michelle Lee in the love bug. And it, it, does the car have some kind of power or something? Does it have self-awareness? That's like I don't 60s know. Version That's of for Night you Rider. to learn, 
to absolutely find okay Let's just hope to god that uh so i've given uh i've given the movies an a and a b and a c i've jumbled them around a bit or have i or have i absolutely <laughs> and it's now down to you to tell me which movie you will be reviewing next week is it going to be a b or c Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, oh goodness. I thought Lovebug was my, my companion for the day. Thank God. Talented Mr. Ripley. Well, that would be fascinating after reading uh, Walter Murch's um, biography. Not biography, but uh, well, I guess it is in a way. But yeah, that would be a real... Lovely stuff Let, after reading you know what? the I, I loved that. You had two movies you really wanted and one you didn't. That's so oh, good. God. I dodged a bullet there. I genuinely am quite grateful for that one. Because that's your Saturday dumb with Love Bug. Yeah, you fucked. Absolutely. <laughs> you just know it. There's no hope there. It's not like, oh, that's a classic. No. It's like a proper date. I think even so, when it came out in the 60s, it made money, but it's just like, you know. It's proper homework. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I've dodged that bullet. Well, David, I'm really pleased you got a movie that you. Uh, have you seen it before, Tansy Miss Ripley? Do you know what? I don't think I have. I think it's one of those I've seen loads of clips in documentaries, but I've, no, I haven't watched it. I look forward to it. It's got a good cast Jude Law, Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow. So, you up for um, answering some questions in the Patreon? 100%, 100%. Brilliant. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening uh, this week. If you like the pod, please, please uh, rate it wherever you listen to it uh, Apple or wherever you listen to it. Please rate it and leave a nice comment if you like it. If you don't particularly like it, then please. Stay away from the ratings. Oh, God, please, please, please. If you, if you don't like it, if it's not for you, just, uh, you know, by all means, um, I'm not asking you to leave the podcast room, but, you know, it, it, there's no locked doors here. You can always leave. Yes. And uh, we're constantly, David, in the, more or less in the top 50 of the TV and movie podcasts in the United Kingdom. Is that the case? Is that genuinely the case? People are coming to you to listen. That is, that will, I'll have an extra hour of sleep tonight that will put my head into a, you know, a place of relaxation and just hope. David, let's go into the patron shed because I've got a question I want to ask, ask you. But for now, everybody, thank you very much uh, for listening to Random Movie Generator. Oh, thank you, people. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Au revoir. Take care. Take care. Here we are, David. The question I want to ask you is... If just it happens, don't question it, but it happens, you find yourself in the top three film and TV podcasts in the next year or two, knowing that it's, you know, very, very popular, how would it make you feel that knowledge, people having that knowledge that people come to listen to your reviews? God, that would just be a... Um, Isn't it what you've always wanted? 
I think that'd just be the seal, the absolute seal of approval. You know, 45, what have you achieved? And it's just, it'd be a nice little, you know, uh, caveat before hitting that grave to know that, you know, you made a bit of an internet splash. And can you... Uh, no, no, it'll be uh, get an email. Uh, I've got an email here from my agent. Oh, hi, David. Would it be possible to pass David Edwards' email details onto Five Live? Want to talk to him? So, hi, David. Uh, Five Live want you to go in on Friday to. Got to be a mixture of excitement and intense anxiety, because I've got a feeling that a large section of the podcast is not film focused, and it'll be a case of. Um, no, I have to a sit lot down of people and, like hearing your reviews. And trust your reviews. But, I mean, half an hour of it is me telling you not to eat Oreos. Yeah, well, you've got to have a big, you know, what's your USP, son, on High Five Live? Oh, oh, You're a little bit quirky. People go, I totally agree, I like that movie review. A little bit quirky. But when he talks about his movies, I sit up and listen. Indeed. I mean, would you be coming with me to Five Live? You don't need me. They've asked for you. I think with a different person, the band will be very different. No. You just have a man giving them <laughs> reviews from um, a notebook. No, not at all. Doc Brown will be there. He'll go, hi, David. Uh, what have you watched? What do you think of Dumb Money? Well, I think the thing with Doc Brown is he's quite the analytical chap, isn't he? He's very, very bright. And he'll probably demand a proper chat. There'll be no Oreo breaks. And, uh, you know... Um, uh, I think he'd be genuinely properly confused when I say that I like to go to the cinema and drink out of a hush puppy. I don't think it would be immediately laughed at and moved on. I think it would be a case of, you know, I think he'd want a proper intellectually stimulating chat. So I think I'd be Stop there. Stop putting yourself down. Quite right. It's start, I'd embrace the it's opportunity. It's time to start I, believing in yourself and get 100%. yourself to the top of the ladder. The audio mountain. I would embrace the opportunity. Uh could happen. Oh, God. Well, you, we all go to bed each day hoping that, you know, a new twist to your plot that is a life will, will appear, you know. I mean, if there's anyone watching now who hasn't left a review of the pod or rated it, please do on Apple or wherever. Please, please, do. please. please just give us that extra oomph up the audio cliff. It, it would just mean that David's up the top. It would just... Can you... Oh... Love that. It would be an absolute, and also you, good self, sir. Not just me, you know. You worry uh, about me. Absolutely. You just focus on Edwards. Edwards. We are currently three places below Ross Kemp's podcast. See, the thing is, I don't understand how the chart works because you know I don't have I don't have a, a back catalogue of EastEnder fans. Do you know what I mean? It's just like um, yeah, you do. I don't quite understand what that's about. I don't understand how the chart algorithm works there, because that's just bizarre. Yeah, There's got to be like, it's like, don't do yourself down, Dave. But also, there is a certain science, maths, and logic to reality that you've got to be respectful to. Alistair Satchel, do you, do you respect him? Um, well, I think, yeah, he's all right. I mean, he's gone into prisons, and he's interacted with the, um, the inmates oh? of... Uh, oh, Ross Kemp, do you mean? No, do you Alistair Satchel. Oh, who do I respect? Do I respect, do you respect Alistair, Satchel? Alistair Satchel? 
Absolutely, yes. He's always been um, a very civilised patron that's always uh, shared some Knows thoughts. his stuff. Knows his stuff when it comes to film. Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Yes, right. he does. Do you, you want to hear he what does. he said? What does he say? David, you fud. We pay to hear your perspectives. We love hearing what you have to say. That's very kind. David, honestly. something else. I don't suffer fools, but I always listen to what Edwards has to say. Very kind. Uh, that's one for the CV. Mike that's Rolls. That's one for the job CV. David talks absolute bollocks. Oh, hang on. Oh, dear. Like there we go. That's <laughs> no, he one. didn't, he didn't say that. <laughs> it's fair enough. It's freedom of speech. Mike Rolls, breaking news.